Hi, this is Brian Hobbelt. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As of now, there will be a new episode every month. Besides that, you'll see some bonus content once in a while. When you subscribe to this channel, you will be notified when a new episode is available. It is my prayer that this message from the Word of God will give you hope and encouragement. Let's go to the message. Today I would like to talk to you about living a bold prayer life. In our lives we have been given the gift to communicate. We can talk to people, share with people and bond with people. We have been given a mouth to talk, ears to hear, a mind to process and a heart to experience compassion. Now as a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, we know that we also have been given a privilege to pray. Prayer is having a conversation with God. We pray to God to know Him, to find direction for our lives, and to lay our requests before Him. Prayer to God is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all year round. We can pray from anywhere at all times, in church, in the car, doing dishes, walking, cleaning, and working. And Whenever we pray, we affirm that we are children of God beloved sons and daughters of the King. God simply does not give us the access to come to Him in prayer, but He longs for us to come to Him. Every time in God's Word, we see that God hears people's prayers. So why should we carry life's burdens alone when God invites us to lay them before Him? What I find often is that people that believe in the power of prayer they believe in God and believe for good things, is that they lack some kind of boldness. Today I want to encourage us to speak and pray bold, confident, secure, steadfast, big, God-sized and impossible prayers in our daily walk. Bold prayers result in direction for your life. All of scripture we see men and women asking God for guidance and help. Like the needle on a compass, prayer helps us navigate life's toughest obstacles. In the Old Testament, we see this man called Gideon. God had called Gideon to save his people from the oppressing nations that had invaded the people of God. All these nations got together in a valley and God said that Gideon would have victory over these masses of people. Now, Gideon was not a soldier, a general, or an expert in attacking large groups of people. He simply was a man called by God. The night before the attack, Gideon wanted to know if God had really spoken to him and called him to this assignment. He said to God in boldness and security, If this is right, if you are using me to save Israel as you've said, then look. I'm placing a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. In the morning when I wake up, if there is dew on the fleece only, but the floor is dry, then I know that you will use me to save Israel, as you've said. Well, that's exactly what happened. When he got up early the next morning, he wrung out the fleece. It was enough dew to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, Don't be impatient with me, but let me say one more thing. I want to try it another time with the fleece. 
but this time let the fleece stay dry while the dew drenches the ground. God made it happen that very night. Only the fleece was dry while the ground was wet with dew. You can read that in Judges chapter 6. As Gideon woke up in the morning, he was ready to fight the battle. He gathered his men and was prepared for whatever would come his way. However, God spoke to him again. He said, You have too large of an army with you. I can't turn Midian over to them like this. They'll take all the credit, saying, I did it all myself, and they'll forget about me. So make a public announcement. Anyone afraid, anyone who has any qualms at all, may leave Mount Gilead now and go home. After God spoke that, there were 22,000 men left and 10,000 remained and ready to fight. If this was not frightening enough, God said that there were still enough people. God told Gideon to take the remaining men to a stream. The men that would bring the water up to their mouth with their hands would be the only ones that were allowed to come and fight. The men that would drink indifferent were not. Well, only 300 men did it the way God told them. And this resulted that the army went from 32,000 to only 300 men. Well, this must have been a frightening experience for Gideon. God gave Gideon specific instructions about what to do next. The 300 men spread out across a valley where all the armies were located in. And when they were located at their position, they blew their trumpets, which made a lot of noise and smashed jars all at the same time. This resulted that all the enemies in the valley were so in shock that they started to fight each other. And that is how the people of God won the battle. In your life, maybe like Gideon, you are not a warrior, a fighter, a soldier, but at some point God had chosen you and called you to do something impossible. It requires you to trust in God when life made sense and when life did not make sense. Psalm 25 says, Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the way they should choose. When God had spoken to me and said, Brian, you are going to Shepherd's Grove and the Hour of Power and intern for the church, it was an unexpected thing. It wasn't necessarily on my agenda. I had not asked for it, prayed for it, or requested it. But when God put the desire in me, I responded like Gideon did. I wanted to challenge God if he had really spoken to me. Now, unlike Gideon, who asked for fleas on the trashing floor, I asked God in boldness, if this is what you want for my life, I ask you to give me a connection, a contact, a person that would help me get there. Well, it wasn't until four months later that I met a person that would be the perfect connection for me to come out here. He and his wife were willing to provide housing, resources, and connections to the area. Eventually, I did go to Shepherd's Grove on the Hour of Power and interned for them, but it was really something that God made possible. So in your life, what has God spoken to you that you need direction for? You know God has put certain things in your heart, so why don't you do like Gideon and ask God in boldness for guidance along your path?
Scripture has a lot of men and women that show the bold prayer life. But when we talk about our example, there's no more perfect model than Jesus. Jesus spent time in prayer with the Father at all times. This gave him the strength and guidance he needed to fulfill his purpose in coming to earth. Jesus prayed in choosing his disciples. Jesus prayed early in the morning when it was still dark. He prayed at night after a busy day of ministering. Jesus prayed in compassion when John the Baptist was beheaded. He prayed after feeding the 5,000. He prayed before he went to the cross. Jesus had prayer as a priority in his life. Well, our ultimate prayer model, Jesus, encouraged his followers to be bold in their prayers. He says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10, the following. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. As Jesus modeled, living a bold prayer life is the best way to come close to God. A lot of times, however, we think we cannot pray for ourselves. We don't think we are worthy enough, that there are others who need it more than you do, or that you'll do it later. Well, in the message translation, it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 11, the following. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. Dear friend, God desires to hear your voice. He wants to know your requests. He waits for you to come to him and ask for the healing, the provision, the guidance, the job, the right person, and for things to turn around. It pleases God when you show faith towards him. God likes nothing more but when his people believe he is able to do impossible things. Well, you might say, Brian, God doesn't seem to answer my prayers. I've been praying for years, but I don't see anything happening. I'm still dealing with sickness, without provision, and without the right connection. Why is that? Dear friend, I do not know why that is. I don't, I don't have all the answer, but I just want to encourage you today to keep believing, keep hoping, and keep striving. Giving up for you is not an option. You are closer to your miracle now more than you have ever been. Because we are God's most prized possessions, He wants to know the desires of our hearts. Scripture encourages us to lay our requests before Him without hesitation. The Bible includes many stories in which God's people expressed their needs, their wants, and their desires to Him. In the Old Testament, we see this king called Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a king of the people of God. He was one of the few kings that served the Lord and was a good king to the people. King Hezekiah understood the principle of speaking and praying boldly before God. Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah had come to visit the king and to let him know that he was not going to recover but that he was going to die. When Hezekiah heard this report, 
after being in pain, laying in bed and being uncomfortable, something in him ignited. Like a spark that hits the gas, something that rose up inside of him. He did not shrink back, became discouraged and blamed others. No, he turned his face to God and started praying, Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. As King Hezekiah prayed this prayer after the prophet Isaiah had delivered the message and had gone away, God all of a sudden spoke to Isaiah, who was still in the palace, and said, Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord, and I will add fifteen years to your life. And I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the enemy. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. You can read that in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 through 8. In your life, do like King Hezekiah and pray boldly. Don't accept the bad news, the negative report, and the struggle, but say, God, I am your child. I know you have the best interest at heart. Come to my rescue. I know you are the one who can deliver me. Notice when Hezekiah prayed, it was a direct response on the negative report. He did not let the bad news sink in, let all his family and friends know about it, be worried and don't sleep for nights. No, King Hezekiah immediately proclaimed a prayer of confidence and security. So let me ask you a question. What is your first response to an emergency? Will you do like Hezekiah and let God be your priority? The truth is, like with King Hezekiah, the prophet Isaiah was still in the house. He hadn't left yet. It was a matter of him turning around to give him the good report. You know, the specialist could come back and say, I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong report. You are cancer-free. Oh, I apologize. I told you the wrong thing. You indeed can have your children back. Oh, I think there's a misunderstanding. You are the right person for this job. Or, did I just say the opposite? You are accepted to go to this college. When God answers your bold prayers, He doesn't just answer it, but He goes above and beyond of what we can think or imagine. After Hezekiah prayed, God said he was not just going to heal him, but besides that, he was adding 15 more years to his life and he delivered him from the enemies that were oppressing him. Friends, when you ask in faith, in confidence, in security and in boldness, God will answer with more than you might think. About 15 years ago, my parents were having some struggles. My dad was having lots of pain in his back and this influenced his work as an electrician and made him go throughout the day being uncomfortable. My parents also had a desire to have another child. My younger sister and I were already born, but my parents wanted another baby. When my mom went to the doctor, she was told that she was unable to have another child. After she had given birth to two children, 
Her womb had lowered to the point where it was unable for them to have another child. But my parents believed in the principle of living a bold prayer life. They went to a gathering where they let a minister pray for them. That night, the pain left my dad's back and my mother felt something moving in her womb. A few years later, against all odds, my brother was born. My brother is the most fun, exciting and great person and he really completes the family. In closing, I proclaim over your life that like Gideon, you will ask boldly for God's direction for your life. That like Jesus, you will pray at all circumstances, be direct and ask boldly for what you need. And like King Hezekiah, you will turn to God and speak boldly after a bad report. And like my parents, you will believe God for a miracle when things seem impossible. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, thank you for listening to this message. The gospel means the good news. And this good news is that Jesus Christ can save and change the lives of every person in this world. That is what He has done for me and He can do for you when you accept Him in your life. Why should we keep this amazing message to ourselves? I challenge you to share it with the people around you. You are able to reach people that I might not be able to reach. If this message has encouraged you, you can show your appreciation by placing a comment, share it on social media, and talk about it with your friends. I want to say thank you for your help in advance. I hope you have a great day. God bless you and until next month.